I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. I can't wait for bucks then. I can't wait for handicapping those type of angles. But in the meantime, we do have some big top 25 games over the weekend and tonight. Let's start at San Diego State. Number 22, Aztecs laying six and a half at home against Boise State. Total 133 and a half. Jenks, initially, I liked Boise State. I said to myself, mm-hmm. this is a pretty solid squad. It's uh, over two possessions when it comes to the spread. But San Diego State has been thumping people. So what is your read on this game? Well, initially, I like Boise here, and I'm partial to Boise because, you know, I worked there. I covered Boise State, but here's the problem. Also, the Broncos, a perfect 7-0-1 against the spread when playing on the road this year. The problem is this. Last time out against Air Force, and they escaped, they lost Najee Smith and Marcus Shaver Jr., two of their starters. These guys are big contributors on offense, and Boise State as a team doesn't have a whole lot of depth So I I just can't go with Boise State here when I don't know if these guys are going to play or not, but they could be down two of their starting five. So I got to roll with San Diego State here. I think that explains why the line is so big. Because when you first look at this game, you say to yourself, oh, this is a good Boise State team. Uh, Overall, they're 18 and five. Why are they getting six and a half points? And I think that probably has something to do with it. This is one of the tougher parts of handicapping college hoops because they are not really required to put out an injury report it's just like is this person going to show up are they going to you know be on the court we shall see when the game tips off but that is an excellent point and i would imagine that's probably built into the line here like i said if you take out their last loss which san diego state is coming off a loss to nevada 75 66 but other than that uh before that it was four straight covers in which they are covering sizable spreads 13 and a half against San Jose State, seven against Utah State, nine and a half against Air Force, and uh, four and a half against Colorado State. So I would lean towards San Diego State here. Let's go on to Saturday, uh, where we have a big, big 12 matchup for number eight, Kansas, on the road at number 13, Iowa State. Kim Palm has this game, Iowa State by one and a total of 135. Jenks, who do you like? think I like Iowa State in this one like I this looks like one of those lines where it's just begging you to take Kansas but the Cyclones mm-hmm. eight and four against the number at home this season they're 10 and one on the money line as a favorite so I think if we see Iowa State as a short short favorite you probably get them at what minus 110 minus 115 then just lay the small juice take Iowa State and Ames you ever been to Ames by the way Whew, not great 
I think I have been there. We lived in Des Moines yeah, yeah. for a short bit because oh. Jake played for the iCubs, the Iowa Cubs, which is the AAA team oh, for yeah, yeah. the Chicago Cubs. So I think we did drive around and go to Iowa State. It's not terrible. It's, you know, it's got some things. <laughs> Iowa State's there. Hey, there's some streets there. I think I saw some buildings. And I believe I saw someone walking a dog. Yeah, there's go Ames. Go Ames. Thanks. Well, like if you only pass by, of course, but I'll say one thing. I thought Des Moines was a great city and I know it's not the same thing mm -hmm. as Ames, but there are towns that kind of pleasantly surprise you if you're there for more than a day, because on the surface, it does not look great, but we will move on because, you know, clearly our analysis <laughs> on the state of Iowa is not great. All right, let's go to number 10, Texas at number seven. K-State, we have K-State favored by one, according to Ken Palm. Total of 151. Uh, Jenks, how do you think your Longhorns fare against the Wildcats? Well, I want the Horns to win, obviously. My guy, Marcus Carr, need a big game from him. But I, I think the Cats are the right side. Texas just has not been good against the number this season, 9-13. and 13. And you talk about a raucous atmosphere. You don't think Manhattan's going to be rocking when K-State is in second place. Texas is in first, so they can move into first place, at least a tie for first place if they win this game. Also, the Wildcats, 11-4 against the number at home. I hate to do it. I'm not betting against my Longhorns, but I have to lean Wildcats here. I have no idea which side to pick. And I think when you have games that are basically a pick -em, those are the most difficult ones to pick, in my opinion, because all the mm -hmm. against-the-spread trends – are not super relevant because remember all those games that Texas didn't cover, but they were big favorites. They were laying seven, eight yeah. points. So I don't think it's necessarily fair to say, well, Texas hasn't been good at covering the number. I think if it just boils down to who you think the better team is, uh, which I don't know. I think in the big 12, you could make yeah. a case for a lot of teams being the best team in the conference. So maybe I would give the slight lean to the home team here, just because you're right. It's a very meaningful game. can Kansas State at home so far this season, a perfect 11 and 0. So maybe that is the way to go. But still, I feel like this game is a coin flip. Uh, let's go to uh, way out west where we have number 12 Gonzaga at number 18 St. Mary's. St. Mary's looks like they're going to wait. What? St. Mary's by five. This can't be right. Is somebody out? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I don't know. St. Mary's is very good. They're very good. I, I think the Gales win this game. I think they cover this game, honestly. Gonzaga, I don't want to say Gonzaga is an auto fade. They covered last night. 
but they're almost always overvalued because when you look at that conference, you're saying, all right, it's the WCC. The conference isn't that good, but it's stronger than you think. Look at the Zags for this season. Over the season, 8-14 and 14 against the number. The Gales are 3-0-1 against the number in their last four games at home. I think St. Mary's covers. Give me the Gales. Ooh, this line is right. Um, yeah, I was shocked. And maybe it's just because I have not been paying attention to Gonzaga basketball. And I think you're pretty right. I think me. You just saw me be victim to saying, well, it's Gonzaga. They should be good. But I'll say one right. thing. The games that they have lost – They've been to pretty solid squads. Like, they've been all to top 10 teams, according to Kempom, lost to Texas, Purdue, Baylor, and Loyola Marymount. So it's not like they are losing to bad squads that they're not supposed to lose to. But St. Mary's, like you said, is a good team as well. The number seven team in the country, according, uh, I think, to Kempom. Uh, I need to double-check that clearly. I am in awe about St. Mary's. This is a team that I did not know about. And I think there's a betting angle there. If me, somebody who follows college basketball pretty regularly, didn't know this, think about your average casual better. So I think maybe there's some value to be had on St. Mary's. Let's go to number 21, Indiana, hosting number one, Purdue. Kimbaum has Purdue winning this game in a close one by two points, total 142. Jenks Purdue has not been a great team to bet on, but usually they're laying big numbers. Does this change the calculus for you? Yeah, it does, and I, I, I don't want to bet this game, and I feel like the Big Ten, it's sort of like the Big 12, right? When you see a mm-hmm. line that doesn't make a lot of sense, you want to take a look at the other side because it's such a competitive conference, and here you would think, one would think, as you like to say, Purdue would be favored by more than two points, such a short number. As a favorite this season, though, the Boilers just 8-12 and 12 against the number. Indiana is very good at covering the spread in Bloomington, 9-5. and five. So I'm not completely convinced here, but I would lean Hoosiers. I don't feel great about it, though. Yeah, it's tough to back Purdue at a small number because we all know the handicap on them is, can you stop Zach Eady? Most people cannot. Uh, Indiana Mm -hmm. is a very solid team, but here's a trend. Big 10 home favorites. uh, No, I can't use this trend. Uh, I think I was looking for a trend with Big 10 underdogs because this is a a conference Mm -hmm. that's kind of similar to the Big 12, like you said where there's a ton of parity. And I think if you are getting points with the home team, maybe take a long, hard look, especially when the line doesn't make a ton of sense. This is another angle that we have touched on. In college basketball, when you see a line that seems fishy, sometimes you take the other side. And I think in that case, this would be Indiana. Yeah, I I, I don't disagree. I think the Hoosiers are the right side. It's just, it's very tough when, and, and that's sort of the one thing you have to get past. You have to... You have to set aside the fact that you're talking about the number one team in the country in Purdue laying a short number. I think this is where casual better sort of get caught up. You have to look deeper into the metrics. And I think I think the numbers say Indiana is the right side. But I also get, look, Purdue could go in and win this game. It is a short number, but I'm going to lean Hoosiers. Let's go to the ACC next, where we have a ranked matchup between number 20 Clemson and number 23 Miami. Kim Palm has another close game here. Clemson by one. Total of 151. Jinx, I've said this before. I don't have a ton of interest in betting on these close spreads. And these are just Kim Pop numbers. So maybe the spread will be a touch different, but usually they're not far off. Uh, Looking at Clemson, they lead the ACC at 10 and 2. Miami tied for fourth at 8 and 4. But Clemson, a perfect 12 and 0 at home this season. 
when I see a team that's undefeated at home, sometimes I want to just take the other side. You know, at some point they're going to lose a game. And this is a really good right. Miami team. No, it is. It's going to be strength versus strength because Miami has the top scoring offense in the ACC. Clemson has the top defense. So it's going to be, you know, which sort of side prevails there. Clemson at home is 6-3-1 and one against the number, but they're perfect at home. So when you're talking about a team that has not lost, yeah, I guess they're due for a loss, but in a close game, maybe you take the Tigers on the money line and you think they just continue this home streak. But yeah, in a game this close, and Miami certainly has the guard play. They have two of the best guards mm-hmm. in the country, the best one of the best backcourts in the country. So those guys could go off. I I would fight another game on the board. Maybe I lean Clemson because they're undefeated at home, but clearly I'm not I'm not convinced of this very much. Miami's a really good offensive team. They're 10th in the nation, according to Kim Palm, and adjusted efficiency on the offensive end. But defensively, that is the problem. So they will have the doors open for Clemson to hang with them. And I guess Kim Palm thinks Clemson is the better team here anyway. So I think it will be a stay away from me. Although I would slightly lean towards Miami. I kind of like them here. If they're firing on all cylinders, offensively speaking, it's a very, very tough team to beat and then North Carolina Duke uh Duke by four Jenks I kind of want to take the points here with UNC I do too I cannot stand Duke when you're talking about a rivalry game like this I'll gladly take the dog getting four points with North Carolina who certainly has the talent to match up with Duke yeah I'm on the heels for more listen to the daily tip presented by BetMGM weekday mornings from 6 to 9 eastern on the Beck QL network the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts